When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Wub. For the last nine weeks on this podcast, we've been looking back on 25 years of The View with the women who made the show what it is today. The co-hosts that had a seat at the Hot Topics table, from Sherry Shepard to my friend Nicole Wallace, even Meredith Vieira and more. So today I get to sit down with The View's executive producer, Brian Tedder, to talk about the evolution of the show over the last 25 years and the misconceptions about the show. And we discuss filling that fifth seat at the table. Here's our conversation. All right, well, this is an idea that uh, we would kind of catch up on how uh, the season's going and how the podcasts are going. You've been doing this now for 14 years. Did I ask you to give me that information? No, I know. No, you never I like when not. I bring this no, up. No, I hate when you bring it up. I know. And it always, every time I bring it up, I feel like you're planning on being here one year or less. But um, I think. Every year. Yeah. What? But you and I have worked together for six years. Yes. And I might be wrong about this. You tell me. But it seems like you're having more fun of late than you did when I first got here the first couple of years. Well, I, I've, I have tried to have a good time the whole time. And, you know, my attitude has always been, I don't have to agree with you, but I will listen. Mm -hmm. And other people feel differently. They feel I should agree with them when I don't. And so it, it got uh, a little choppy for a while. And listen, everybody's entitled to their opinion. It's everybody, you know, we get a little heated. And, but at the end of the day, you're still yourself. The, the, the biggest challenge on this show is staying away from social media and remembering who you are because it's much easier to be who I am than who people want me to be, and that's been the challenge. That's been the advice I think I've heard you give to people who are coming here to try out or yeah. coming here for full-time or anything else more than anything else, which is just... Don't look at it. Don't read it. You tell me not to read stuff. Yeah, too. but you know, no one listens. No. Because in part, it's, it makes people feel like they're relevant. Sure. And that's not where your relevance has come from. You know, you have to have, you have to have a little more to you than what other people are saying you are on social media. Well, I, I will say the thing that seems to be the, the bellwether for whether somebody does well on this show or not is whether they're authentic and true to themselves. And I yeah. think reading about yourself can make you deviate from that a little bit. Well, I, I mean, especially when people are telling you what a, what a bonehead you are, you know, half the country will, on this show, half the country hates you. Well, th this leads me to the idea for the podcast. It all came from the idea that everybody in the world likes to read about stories of The View and what happens backstage. Mm -hmm. And nobody really understands what happens backstage except for the people that are here. Nobody knows what it's like to be a host on The View, which is something you've been saying since I met you, yeah. except for the women at this table. And in the beginning, I was thinking, well, who should we get to host this? Who should interview all the hosts? And mm -hmm. then because of the things you told me, I realized the only people that can have this conversation are the people that have done the job. I think so. And, and it's worked really good. And part of the idea was that people write books and they like to have all these articles written where they get, you know, it's called clickbait, where they'll get people to click yeah. on it. 
And then I thought instead we'll have you guys tell the stories and we will own those stories. And instead people just listened to the podcast and wrote articles for clickbait instead afterwards. But yeah. <laughs> it took it out of context. But it's funny because you look at it and, you know, you'll, we did an interview with Candace Cameron Bure and she talked about how she had kind of a PTSD experience from being here. But then if you actually, and that was the headline everywhere, but if mm-hmm. you listen to the interview, she talks about it being from the stress that she put on herself. Yeah. And the fact that she appreciated the comfort of the other hosts and she loves the people here and she comes to visit and have dinner with people and she has friends here. And of course, no one writes about that stuff. No, well, because that would erase the erase the monster of it all, right? You know, it's, you have it's why people who have never been here, never spent any time with folks, can write books about it. You know, you think interviewing a person one time gives you any insight as to what what this job is like, and this job's a bear. It's it. You know, it's an hour show on television, but it is a bear because every day you have to get your loins girthed, you know, <laughs> to come in and say what you think. What are the bigger misconceptions that you feel like people have that you talk to that, about what it's like to do this job and what it's like to work here? I don't think people recognize everybody's built-in reason for being here, you know? The gift for me working here, because I've worked on other shows too, but the best thing about this show is that when people say to me, what is Whoopi like? What is Joy like? What are any of them like? I can honestly look them in the eye and say, just watch The View every day because that's who they are. Yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. It's, you know, and it's mostly good, but that's who you guys are. Sometimes you're cranky, sometimes you're funny, sometimes yeah. you're not. We're I mean, just a bunch yeah. of broads. We're a bunch of broads, <laughs> you know, on television talking about the, the things that are happening in the world today and, and how we see them. And, you know, for me, it's just, listen, you know, what do you want to talk about today? Here's the stuff I'm interested in. What do you want? You know, now we talk a lot about relationships and, you know, you're trying hard this week. I, I can really tell. You're really, really working my little tiny crumpled up heart. No, I see it. I see you. I see you're, you're not falling out of the chair quite as fast. No. Yeah. I don't drop away. No. <laughs> the way I used to. Because I just, you know, there. I'm to the point where the big stories are the big stories. And then you realize, well, they're not big to everybody. Right. You know, everybody's story is the size it is depending on where they're at on any given day. Well, the thing people come to me about that I can never believe is they ask me, A, is it all scripted? Which, of course, this is insane. This yeah. is the least scripted show on television. I mean, you say to people, does it look scripted? <laughs> My you life would be much easier. Well, God, you know, <laughs> do, I mean, do, they, do these women look like actors to you? No, <laughs> you no. Know? They don't. They'd be great actors if they were. I mean, well, yeah. you, you look like an actor. Well, me, yeah. I'm sort of, there yeah. I am. You've done that. Um, but the, I feel like people think it's scripted and then people ask me, um, you know, do you love it when like crazy things happen? Do you love it when things get out of control and are you trying to make that happen all the time? And I'd love to, I'd love it if I was good enough at my job where I was like, you know, scheming to make big fights happen and things like that. All I'm trying to do is stop the fights from happening. All I'm trying to do well, is make things from getting We have crazy. to be clear with people. There are no fight fights. No, no, on the show. I'm talking yeah. about on the yeah, backstage. That's it's fine. It's, it's the, but it's, on the air but it's yeah. But it, people aren't fighting because if you watch past the disagreement or whatever it is. Well, that's the stuff that you makes know, the show so crazy and good because yeah. we can turn on a dime on, on anything. On a dime, yeah. Every single day. That's it's right. a different show in another segment. And that makes us the view. That's what makes us 
able to do this? Well, so the other thing people ask me about, and I wanted your perspective on this, because we didn't do this for a long time, but the mysterious, mythical Hot Topics meeting is back, and that's been something that was here in the beginning of the show, and that's what people ask me about. All What is that morning meeting like? How do you guys come up with the Hot Topics? What's that? Because we stopped doing it for the pandemic. We stopped doing it before the pandemic because it wasn't working for a while, and now it's back. You need you have five people that theoretically all are interested in different things. Yeah. So in order to figure out what the topics we're going to talk about any day are, you need at least three people to feel passionately about yes. something. Yes, yes. And you're very good, I will say, and, and I guess part of that's because you're the moderator, but you are good at if someone, if other people are really excited to talk about something, yeah. you're willing to say, okay, you guys go do it, yeah. and I'll chime in when I want to. And, yeah. yeah. I just think it, it makes life easier because then people are doing what they want to do. I'm getting to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I try to find a way to make the show easier on everybody. One, <laughs> you yeah. know? one thing I try to do is just make everyone feel like they're getting enough of what they want to talk about on the show. In, in addition, like, you know, we're talking about the relationship topics, which you get tired of sometimes. But, you know, the, Joy Loves or Sunny yeah, Loves or you know, Sarah they love Loves. It, they yeah. love it. It's like, listen, this is this is always been what people love to talk about. And those things, you know, this we're doing this podcast and Brian has his phone with him. I do. And it drives me crazy now because now this is how people are communicating. Well, so part of that, it, that was happening before we left, for sure. People right. were looking at their phones all through the commercial break. Oh, yeah, during the and show during and the show, like yeah. But because of COVID, and we're not allowed to have, so before, in, in, in olden times, on the commercial break, right. the whole staff would come down here and everybody right. would meet up and they'd go over the points that they wanted right. to make and they'd look at their cards and all this kind of stuff. They, everyone's got producers and briefers and all this information. And then now because of COVID, there's very few people on the stage because we're doing all the yeah. proper safety yeah. practices. And now people are communicating still during the, the yeah. phone and now the phones are here to stay, I think. for I, They look like they are. Yeah. I'm never going to bring mine down. You used to play like uh, Candy Crush and stuff on the commercial breaks. Only I don't, I don't remember time. that was a long. Maybe time that was ago. Raven. I don't think that might have been Raven. That might have been Raven. She was doing that too. <laughs> um, so, but but they, it brings up a good point because I wanted to ask you about the the dark times of when we were doing this show remotely. Dark times for me, not so I dark for it. you. I loved it. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> you would have done the great. show from home forever. Forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I know it's a terrible thing to say, and people keep saying, "Didn't you miss everybody?" Well, I I miss them, but not enough to come back inside, having nothing to do with COVID, but having to do with finding a great comfort zone to fly and have fun, which I understand that's not everybody's thing. I think the audiences missed you guys here a lot. In the beginning, especially, we did a really good job. You guys did a really good job of figuring out as a team, we figured out how to do the show yeah. the way we did. Yeah. And I think it was really, it resonated with people because we were figuring it out the same time they, yeah, were. they were. We were all yeah, together. You were learning Zoom yeah. at the same time everybody at home was learning yeah. Zoom. And we were doing it all together. But then the show changed because people couldn't cross-talk with the delay. Well, we could have. It, it was but rough. But it wasn't, it, you just, you know, it's... It's jazz, you mm-hmm. know, and it, but it's jazz and, and everybody has to be willing to give up a quarter of their note. Right. And, you know. It's hard to do it. It just it got we harder ended up and harder. taking turns making speeches, it felt like, a little bit. And that was less yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. And then also because of everything that was going on in the world, with everything, all the serious things happening. Yes. The summer George Floyd and the election yeah. and everything else. Yeah. It, the, the show became very serious and started to feel a little bit like Meet the Press. So for me, to have you guys come back 
to have you in front of an audience. I mean, Joy lit up the first time someone laughed at one of her jokes and she could hear it again instead yes. of people at home laughing yes. at her jokes. And I, I, it's been kind of fun. I'm glad you're enjoying <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying I'm glad you came back. There was, uh, there was talk of having to send a, a special well, ops unit over to your great. house to get you. Let me ask you, because this yes, is please. not an easy show to do. What's it been like for you? It's been exciting. I love how much people love the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's been the best thing for me. The fact is that no matter what we do any given day, people are talking about it. Mm -hmm. And that's been really exciting for me. It is hard. I've joked that, like, I think for sweeps, I'm going to add a blood pressure monitor to, my, uh, to the screen so people can see as I get tense and untense and <laughs> things like that. But it's, um, you know, I will say, like, when things get tense at the table, that walk I do from the, my podium to the table mm -hmm. is the longest walk in the world. Like, you know, yeah. because I'll come if there's, you know, uh, let, let's, I'll, I'll say like, let's say Sarah and Joy have a big fight because Sarah right. and Joy never have a big fight. But if Sarah and Joy have a big fight and I have to walk to the table and they're both looking at me to see who I go to first. <laughs> so I try to stand in the middle and just talk in broad terms. Yes. How, well, let's re refocus and do this and do that and the other thing. Um, but the team here is so good. I mean, the, the producers, I came from the Letterman show, and it was mm -hmm. kind of similar in the same way where there were people there that had worked for 20 years. Right. There. And, I mean, our, our, one of our best political producers, Dana Fisher, was Barbara Walters' assistant on the mm -hmm. pilot. I mean, right. people have right. grown with the show, and they're so good at what they do that it makes being the executive producer easier. I came in with uh, Hillary McLaughlin and Candy Carter, and the show, at the time, everyone was saying, the show's in trouble and everything's crazy. And really what we had to do was get out of the way a little bit and let people who knew how to do what they do, do it. To let you guys do what you do. And then the one thing we did do was kind of change the focus back to what they had changed it away from, which was talking about important stories in the news, talking about politics, and then, then everything happened in the world and we became the place everyone wanted to go. Yeah. What's been the hardest thing? It's dealing with uh, five hosts. That's mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's trying to make sure that everyone feels heard and everyone feels taken care of, right. but also is given what they need to be as good as they can. I mean, the actual content of the show, figuring out how to navigate it so it doesn't feel too serious one day or it doesn't feel too silly the next day. Mm -hmm. But like we said before, it's the best thing about this show. It can be anything. You can do yeah. a fashion show one day and yeah. you can talk about social justice the next. And uh, the audience stays with us. And, and what I've learned is they really want to see how you guys react to what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And you can see it, uh, you know, everyone tunes in when something crazy happens because they want to see you and Joy and Sonny and Sarah react to it. And how, how much laughter do you find in a day? I find it, I, that's my sense of humor. Like, even when things are falling apart, I mm -hmm. like to laugh at it. It's just mm -hmm. who I am, I'm built that way. And I, it, the darker things are, the more I laugh. Well, thank um, goodness. Thank goodness. It's, uh, you know, the first, my day is split up into two things. So we have the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. We really put this show together yeah. at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I mean, uh, Robin Hummel runs our Hot Topics team, and, and we do that meeting, and we come out of it and say, okay, I guess this is what the show mm -hmm. is. Then we get through the show, and it's what it is. And then the afternoon is nothing but meetings and planning, and you would, have, you would lose your mind. It's yeah. booking meetings and production meetings and script meetings and network meetings, and it just goes oh. on and on, sales meetings. But um, I, I enjoy I enjoy being part of a live daily show. That's mm -hmm. exciting and the, the adrenaline of it. And you know, for the year that we were away, I was here. Our director, some people from our crew, our control room, and uh, Audrey was here. Yeah. And that was it. So yeah. I, I enjoyed seeing those people. But it was it was kind of 
very quiet. And then Sarah started being the one host in studio, and right. that was a little better. But I'm really enjoying having everyone back. Um, you know, it, it's 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 a release for me. I know you want to be home. <laughs> well, not necessarily that. I don't think I want to be home. I think there was a there was a comfort in not having to, you know, put clothes on. Well, yeah, I understand that for sure. Um, I didn't get that, but I would I, I, <laughs> I would have enjoyed it, I think. Well, that's because I always had a top on. Sure. Here, well, but, I appreciate you know, that. that that's it would have been really spooky if I had just taken everything off. You know, I will say that uh, I, I'm just, I was very impressed with the way everyone handled it and the way everyone's handled coming back. It's been nice. Woodward and Bernstein, pen and paper, wine and cheese. What about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash view. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. 
We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. So we're doing these we're doing these uh, podcasts, mm-hmm. and one theme that we've noticed is that people talk about how you protected them, how you kind of mother bared them a little bit. Is that something that you are cognizant that you do, or do you think that? I mean, is that something you're aware of? I mean, I think I'm looking at it here, like Candace, Raven, Abby. A lot of these people said that, like, you know, you, they felt protected by you when things got hard. Is that something you have to make an effort to, or is it just... No, it's just, you know, it, it's not... You have, to do, you have to have the skin of Godzilla to do this show. Mm-hmm. And it is very, very difficult when people are in their feelings and they don't realize that, they have, that they're, like, chugging along, heading towards... Right. any given person. So I, I, I try to say to people, well, you know, that's what we do. We always talk about X, Y, Z, and then we can talk about X, Y, Z, and everybody has their own feelings, has their opinions, and that's what the show is. So, yeah, I try, because sometimes people, in their zeal to say something profound, they trip over their tongue and their feet. And so you say, I don't think that's what you meant to say, because that sounds like a put down of this one. I don't think that's what you mean. You save people sometimes. I've seen that happen. And and it's always because you're right. That's never what they meant to say. No. But you've been in that position yourself where people have taken stuff out of context and given you a hard time about it. Yeah. Yeah, one one bad one bad line on the show, and you get hounded for months. It's years actually. You know, and people feel. Uh, enabled to run up on you and, and yell in your face. Now at this age, I just turn around and go, what are you yelling at? Are you yelling at me? One of my favorite stories, we had uh, Sarah Sanders, Sarah Huckabee Sanders on <laughs> right. the show. Right. Uh, the first time she was on, she was on with her father and, yeah. and it was going to be a little bit of a contentious interview and it was a little bit of a contentious interview. And she was nervous coming yeah. out and I'm backstage with her and right before she walks out, she turns to me and she said, you know, I'm really nervous, but I got to say, I really love Sister Act. <laughs> she walked out and it was fine. And I feel like you have that uh, aura about you and the <laughs> roles that people love yes. that does make it, even if they can't get along with you politically or anything yeah. else, they're like, well, you know, I mean, but ghost, gosh. Yeah, know, and there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of folks. And, I, and, you know, my views on things change and shift. Yeah. You know, and people, that's the, that you asked me earlier, what's the thing that people don't really know? Is that we, <laughs> we give people permission to evolve, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's very hard for people to accept. Well, why aren't you thinking the same way you thought 10 years ago or five years ago? Well, because I've thought more about it. Yeah, I think you're the hardest person to predict where they're going to fall on something on yeah. show, any given day. Yeah. Um, and and you're, you've got a contrarian bent to you a little bit, too. So it's uh, the more I'm sure you're going to go one way, I think uh, I'm usually wrong. Well, I, you know, that, that may be true in the first couple of years. 
I don't think that's so true now. Really? I think you know. I think you know a little bit more about me. Just my. I can guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You asked me before about whether I laugh throughout the day. I, I know you do because I, yeah. I walk around and find. What What do you? Because I feel like we all like to complain about work because that's what everyone does. But what do you love about the show? Well, I mean, in no other place do you get to say this is what I think, and I think that having watched enough people come across our table to hear that people really feel that they're not being heard, you know. Here I don't feel that. I feel people hear me, they don't have to agree with me, but they hear me, mm -hmm. you know. And that's okay, that's okay. Yeah, so this year we're doing the 25th season anniversary stuff, which we talk about every single day. Yeah. And uh, we're paying tribute to Barbara and we're bringing people back, but we're also trying to fill the seat that we have open when Megan left. And so we're having a lot of different people come in for a couple days a week. And I've right. been, I've been, I was interested to see how it would go because we were trying to figure out the best way to do this. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me like you're enjoying having different people in these seats and hearing from different people. You're curious, I think. Well, yeah, I always have been. I think I've, I've heard from other hosts, I know that they feel a burden at a certain point mm -hmm. that they're speaking for a community of some kind, whether it's political, whether yeah. it's um, people with the same background, whatever right. it is, um, whether it's socioeconomic, and then it stops being just about them, and then they feel like if they don't push hard enough, if they don't make an impact, then they're not servicing the people that are looking to them to do it. Well, I think that people think, because we're told that it, this is true, that we are impactful. You are impactful. There's no question about it. You can see it. Yes, but we are not, we are impactful in our, what we think. You know, we are not, we're not the arbiters. You know, we just, we have a point of view. And it's really important not to start thinking about what your followers think. Mm -hmm. You know, or where you stand in any given community. I mean, I, I don't know whether I just didn't have that gene or I was born without the, what? <laughs> I think it's probably a healthier way to be, just to not yeah. look like that, to not worry about that. Yeah, I mean, because this is the job. You can get as mad as you want to at me. You also know you, all you have to do is change the channel. So you're, you're happy to be with me. So I'm going to say it again, and you're going to cringe, but it's your 15th season on the show. So I know. I'm sorry. It's the last time I'm going to say it. But it's not, though. You're going to say it again. I just know you. I'm probably going to say it one yeah. more time. So in your 15 years on the show. No, mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. Um, the show has changed a lot. Mm -hmm. Is there a version of it that you enjoy more? Do you like it when it's more political? Do you like it when it's more... I like it when it's all those things. I like it when it's an everything burger. Mm-hmm. You know, I want it to be everything. I don't want it to just be politics. I don't want it to just be uh, pop culture. I don't want it to be any one thing. I want it to be a plethora of things. And that that's the thing that I'm most interested in. And so it makes me interested in what people have to say, which is why I like hearing from folks. Yeah. You know, and we're talking about stuff that's kind of important. I, I you know, I know people are have their feelings about masks and the, the shot. And the, mm -hmm. But I'm going to go get it done. 
Now, do you feel that pressure? Because people do look to you for things like that. I mean, we got calls from the White House and everywhere mm -hmm. else. It, can Whoopi get the shot on camera? Mm -hmm. They wanted us to do that. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you can still not internalize or does that you carry that with you a little bit? No, I'm I'm okay with it. Mostly I didn't want people to see what a chicken eye was. <laughs> you know, because I hate getting a shot. I hate it. But I just, I mean, I, I can't understand why people don't get it. I mean, I look at all these little kids. I'm, you know, so glad that the five-year-olds mm -hmm. can get it because they're... They're the ones at risk, and I don't get And I, I have to watch my brain because I think that sometimes it is so alien to me <laughs> that, you know, that people would say things like, oh, I don't believe Sandy Hook happened, or I don't care enough uh, for those children to make sure that they're protected. To me, it's all it's, it's about less what I'm doing and more what needs to be done to, to, make, to make us not have to be wearing masks anymore. Well, you bring us something really interesting because a lot of the, you know, this show was created on the idea that people have different backgrounds, different mm -hmm. belief systems. Mm -hmm. It's important to the show. And you're yeah. the one who says it to me all the time. Yeah. You need people here who don't all think the same yeah. thing. And, and you're a big proponent of that, I know. But in this era of misinformation, it gets yeah. tricky because yeah. are we giving someone a platform by putting someone on who says things that aren't true? Or is it helpful to hear those arguments and have them proven wrong by debate? Uh, it's a tricky thing. Where do you come down on that? Well, I mean, you know, you have to have people on who are different in their opinions from you. What you don't need is someone who has an a, a different opinion than you and wants to fight. Right. That's an issue because, you know. The, the flamethrowing kind of <laughs> the idea. The flamethrowing. Yeah. I can't do it yeah. because if now the, I just am, <laughs> I'm so, you know, I, I have that giant thing uh, on my back from Ghostbusters, you know. The, the proton big, pack? The, yeah. i am <laughs> just got the proton pack. You ready like, to pull it out? What yeah. did you say? <laughs> <laughs> you talking to me? You know, those days are rare, though. I mean, you are rare, you know, but I'm lucky because you don't it's not we're not stunting. No, we're actually looking for real stuff. And that makes it easier. No, I mean, it, it, that's the thing. There's this feeling now that everyone on the, the panel has to be a political expert and has to have all this stuff. But, you know, it, it's funny when you think about the history of the show, the bigger political fights, you know, Elizabeth Hasselbeck and Rosie O'Donnell. Neither of them were political pundits. Elizabeth no. came from Survivor. Yeah. Rosie's a comedian. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's these are the show works best when it's yeah people that have it's feelings people, that yeah. you do at home. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to try to f find someone because these are these are the hardest seats in television. I really yeah. believe that it's not for everyone. It's not no. for the meek. No, it's not. And we should shoot it. Mm -hmm. You know that we should shoot that. That should be a a great you know reality show. Yeah, we just put a microphone in a mall somewhere and let people come up. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would work. That might work. That would work. That might work. Um, what do you think makes a good view host? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. I just know them when I see them. Mm -hmm. You know, I know them when I hear them. I, I just, I couldn't tell you. 
Yeah, it's 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 not again. It's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. And it's yeah. not for everybody. And skin, you got to have the skin of Jehoshaphat. Right. So that that's <laughs> why, that was the whole reason why we're taking some time. And, yeah. And just gonna give people two days here and maybe a couple days more later and yeah. then eventually maybe a couple weeks and we'll find yeah. the person that works and can do it all. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is they can't yeah. just be an expert on something. They've got to be able to have they, fun and do they, the other yeah, stuff too. They have to be interested in everything that, know, that affects us. If you're sitting there like this and somebody says, and what, what do you think of the pants she's wearing? You have to, you have to be ready <laughs> to say something, you know? There's a great commercial now with uh, J-Lo, mm-hmm. and I don't know what she's pushing, but she's talking about the kind of day she has to have. Is it a J-Lo? Is, is it a, a Jenny from the Block day? Is it a J-Lo day? It's really a great commercial, and that's really, that's really the sum total of what you see. You know, is it a is it a Sunny and her chickens day? Is it a Joy and her play day? Is it a Sarah and you know her kids day? I mean, you know, is it me and my I don't understand anything you're talking about day, but I'm here. You know, and I never know what day it'll be until the show starts. That's it. It's true. <laughs> you it's think true. you know, and then. But that's the great thing. Yeah. You know, that's the great thing. We are not. It is not easy to put us in a box, though people do try all the time. No, and and I will say that um, it's not something you can anticipate. You don't know what direction it's going to go at any point. When you think it's an easy day, that's when it sneaks up on you. When you think it's going to be a dramatic day, it's fine. You think, okay. But it's, um, you never know what you're going to get with the show. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's never, it can't be planned. I mean, the good thing about the show and, and the thing that people give us a hard time about is you can see all the seams. It's held together by yeah. duct tape is what I tell everybody. Totally, totally. And, and because of that, it feels very real and people care about it. It's, it's about kind of just riding the roller coaster mm-hmm. and trying to keep it on the track um, and just trying to make sure I shift my weight enough to make sure that I'm setting you guys up to do what you do. Right. And to get, you know, we want to have great guests on the show. We want to make sure we're talking about things that really matter mm-hmm. to the people at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... And, and it's really a credit to, to Bill Getty, who created this mm-hmm. show with Barbara Walters, yeah. that they set this show up where it's still relevant 25 yeah. years later. Yeah. And when it works the best, I think, is when it's the same conversations people are having at home yeah. with their families and with yeah. their friends. And when they come in, when you can almost kind of predict, like, well, they got to be talking about this because. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I'm never tired of that. I'm never bored by the show. I will say well, that. that's a good thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll never be bored by it. And I'll never completely let my guard down. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. Always have a little place to jump to. <laughs> and I will say, listening to all the podcasts that we've done in the mm-hmm. last uh, nine of them, the great thing is the show's always been this way. I yeah. mean, you, you listen to, to Meredith and Joy talk yeah. about it in the beginning. Yeah. The show's always been this way. It's kind of a yeah. white-knuckle roller coaster. Yes. And it's exciting and rewarding, but it, 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 if you're not careful, it'll knock you over. Yeah, and that's why I always have to chuckle when people write about it. You know, people who don't know, who, who don't know any women like us, you know, do, who don't have access to good thinkers, you know, it, it's all, those are the ones who always write the stupid stories, you know. But what is it that makes it so, wh- why, do, why do so many people want to click on this show? Why do they want to read about things? People who don't watch the show want to know what's happening here. Well, what is that? I think 
for, for most women, it is uh, a thing where you see yourself. We're aspirational, mm -hmm. you know, because contrary to what they're saying, we do look like all the other women on the street. <laughs> we do look like them. Um, and so when, when they see us, I think they think, well, let me see what they're talking about. Ooh, I, oh, I, I like that. I agree with that. My kid does it all the time. She says, you know, I could have told you this was happening. And, but this, well, you know. I know she watches. Alex watches. Yes, yeah, she does. You, that's how you know what happens on Fridays when you're not here. <laughs> it's so right. You know, because she, she really is a big fan of the show and always has been. I'm not much of a television watcher. And she says, this is why, <laughs> this is why I can be, you know, as odd as I am, because, <laughs> you know, she knows I'm not comparing it to anything. But she feels like this is a show that she and her friends could do. Right. You know, right. and I think that's the other thing that, particularly for women, we look like they're clatch, you know, and it's kind of nice. And, you know, some of us have chickens. <laughs> and some of us write plays, and some of us are extraordinary parents, and some of us are, you know, amazing women who are just, you know, watching life change. Well, it's an adventure, and uh, I enjoy being on it with you. And you know, um, thank, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> thank you, Whoopi Goldberg. Thank you for giving me your time. Thank you for. Uh, hosting this podcast. Brian Teta, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's been fun. Oh, yes. I got an accent. Yes, end. you got one for you. It's good. All right, and uh, to many more. Thank you very much. Accents? Accents, shows. Shows, yes. Years. Show. Well, uh, three at least. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned this, but this is your 15th season. <laughs> there no go. more for candy for you. No more. Thank you very much, Wookie. All right. Behind the Table is produced by Nathan Getty and Summer Shake. Executive produced by Brian Tetta. Booking was overseen by Todd Polks. The executive producer of ABC Audio is Liz Alessi. Special thanks to Josh Cohan, Brenda Salinas Baker, Trevor Hastings, David Toledo, Elizabeth Russo, Lori Hogan, Stacia Deshishku, Molly Kessler, and Ashley Havens. People who disappear without a trace. The most notorious murder cases in New York. Pure evil. And the most devious killers. There's a Hannibal Lecter feel to him. For chilling true crime stories, follow the True Crime NYC podcast wherever you listen.